today, Sally's taking us off on a trip up in search of the Northern Lights. We're going to Norway. We're going to explore a bit by land and a bit by sea. We're talking travel on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, we are <laughs> looking for something else that involves light. Well, we were hoping for something else with light, Jane, but it didn't really eventuate. But having said that, we just had the most wonderful um, trip to Norway um, with the hope of seeing the Aurora Borealis, of course, naturally. Um, But the other benefit we got was that had a very early start to winter, which is still only autumn there yet till December. So we had some of the heaviest snowfalls in the northern part of Norway that you wouldn't normally get. So to be able to walk around for an Aussie who lives on the coast and to walk around in a city where there's just, or a village even, where there's just snow falling heavily, to me that was unique. Really special. And special and beautiful. So, you know, we saw beautiful snow-covered mountains, you know, fjords and the things we learnt about Norway were incredible while we were there because it's not a country in Australia we tend to learn much about during our schooling or anything else. You know, even during the Second World War, we know more about the Somme and France and Belgium or Gallipoli so, so all those interesting things we learnt about their involvement and what happened to them, you know, during those war years as well. So, but we started in Oslo. We flew into Oslo, of course, as, as the main city. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time there, though, Jane. So we only had a glimpse there because we really just had overnight. And then we caught the train across to Bergen, which is about six and a half hours, roughly. And nice we, train trip. Yeah, once you get out of the the suburbs, the burbs, you know, and start climbing, because uh, it's one of the highest train journeys in the world as well. So you really start start climbing quite high and then you then we our first lot of snow we were seeing already because first it was frost just this thick frost lying everywhere which was beautiful as well but then of course it became snow so yes it was a beautiful train ride all the way across to Bergen but when we got to Bergen we came back down of course out of the mountains and we had two gorgeous sunny days there so we were very blessed that we did that and they still had their autumn coat so the leaves were all the beautiful russets and golds etc it was calm you know, the coloured, beautiful old restored wharf area of the Brigham. In you know. Bergen. Yeah, in Bergen. Yes, yes, yes okay. when we arrived in Bergen, yes. yes. And, yeah. um, you know, even just going up the Floyd Banan, the the funicular railway to the top, you know, such a beautiful view from the top. And we loved it so much, we went back up at sunset. And getting into those autumny, wintry months, you get those beautiful, mauvey, pinky, blue sunsets, which was just quite beautiful. Um, and of course, you've got Grieg who was born there. And I love Grieg's music. So his statue is there. And the other thing we went to um, was Edward Munch, Edvard Munch Museum. And honestly, his art was fascinating. And we all only hear about the scream, you know, the famous scream, which is really quite you know, a bizarre painting when you think about it. But some of his early work, the colours and the stunning, like even one of the first works of art he, he actually exhibited when he was only about 20 is just stunning, you know. And so he went through all these different stages. So his art is so diverse. And then they had a second um, museum uh, uh, next door to this one in Bergen where you could see his early, he got interested then in photography. So his early days of using this very basic, simple photographic equipment and some of the photos he took. So that was really interesting while we were in Bergen as well, as part from wandering around and seeing the old houses and the old Harkins Hall, which was built originally in the 1200s by the Vikings and King Harald, of course, because Bergen was the original capital of Norway. Um, So, yeah, it's a fascinating and pretty little town and we we really loved it. So that's where we set off from on our Hurtigruten voyage to do our six-night cruise, which would end up finishing up in Tietnes. So, yeah, we were hoping for the northern lights but the day we left poured bucketed rain all day that day in Bergen so we're lucky to get our first 
two sunny days. It certainly were. You know, but the weather then wasn't kind to us in that respect. We did only have cloudy skies, so you need the full clear sky. We got a glimpse at the end, a glimpse that gave us a a whisper of of what it might have been. (laughs) Left you wanting more. (laughs) Well, it it did, it did. But like all the way up, of course, on the vessel, just to let you know about the vessels, they've got about 11 vessels in the Hurtigruten fleet and they all take a different amount of passengers. So you can choose if you really want to be quite a small vessel that only takes like a couple of hundred. Ours took about 400 and I think we had about 380 on board, which was very comfortable. Very comfortable ships. You can Cabins are adequate. They're not big, but they're, but they're adequate. Uh, we had a, a double outside cabin with you know, our own facilities um, on an upper deck. And you've got lovely you know, deck area you can wander around. No one used the jacuzzi, though. It wasn't quite warm enough for that. <laughs> that was out in the open, wasn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> um, but lovely panoramic windows so that you can always see, you get that vista in front of you, you know. Um, the inclusivity of your meals, of course, which you were on a vessel. And they were very substantial. Substantial, good meals, um, buffet sort of style mainly for breakfast and lunch, and then you'd have service for, for dinner. So that that was lovely. And then they have conference rooms, of course, where you have your initial safety meeting, briefing, etc. And then throughout the voyage, we had some wonderful talks on the Sami people, on whales, on on the Northern Lights and why and how they occur, you know, on the Lofoten Islands. And so, yeah, we got lots of interesting information along the way to gear you for each place you're going to next you know so it was it was a great start and we we did really love Norway but I mean there's a lot more to fill in yet. Your station too and you RFM we're talking travel with Sally Lucas and we're in the middle of her trip and some wonderful parts to it to Norway. So we've got on the vessel, the Hurti Group. We have. Vessel, we've embarked up the coast. Right. So our first major port of call. Now, just to let people know, the Hurti Gruten vessels are not cruise liners per se. They are like a postal service almost, if you want to call it that, for want of a better word. So they do take some vehicles. They are carrying some cargo but they do predominantly take a lot of passengers. So a lot of the ports of call they're calling in on are only for 15 minutes. I'm amazed how they can pull in, pull up, offload, upload, and up in 15 minutes, it's precision stuff. They do well. Um, and so you might do two or three ports during the night that you don't see, mm. unless you happen to be up, awake. awake <laughs> and seeing them. Sometimes we were. Sometimes you'd wake up and think, oh, we've stopped, and you'd look out the window and see what was going on. You know what I mean? So that's what's nice about having an outside cabin. You know, you could just poke your head out all the time or look out, should I say, not poke your head out, mm-hmm. and um, see what was going on. So our first major stop was Ulusun, and from there we went down to Urka, and we disembarked the vessel there to do a trip to the Garanga Ford, which was just stunning because we did it by land and by vessel. So we went initially by by bus, or coach, should I say, and through one of the narrowest um, sort of, if you like, passages that you can go with a vehicle in Europe with these soaring mountains either side, and I mean narrow, and some of the, you know, the roads, you don't always want to look down. Um, but yes, so we did that, and then we joined obviously a vessel. It's a lovely big ferry, um, again very nicely equipped to to go up the fjord, which was just stunningly beautiful with all these waterfalls spilling down and beautiful water reflections because the water was so still. And then eventually we got off in Garanga and we joined the um, the bus again, 
and we went up this really what they call zigzag road that they've carved out of the mountain. And my God, I don't even know how the bus got around it. He was a very good driver. And we had icy conditions, so it's that's not easy, even though they have special tyres, of course. But, I mean, you know, a big bus going around these eternal hairpins, so it was quite a hairy ride. And, of course, it's getting darker because you've got the shorter days if you're coming on to winter. So by the time we got back, it was nightfall by the time we got back to Ollison. But that was our first port of call. But that was a beautiful day. And from then you go up the coast and you're just seeing stunning scenery. Like you, some of the little ports you pull into, it's all these beautiful, which they do in Norway, coloured wooden houses everywhere. And it's just delightful, whether they're in a field of greenery and, and you know, the beautiful autumn colours to as we move north to being surrounded by snow, they look pretty as a picture every one of them as you keep going up and of course you learn that a sund was uh, is a passageway which has an end each end and a fjord doesn't it, obviously because it, it was carved out by ice from the ice ages and made these incredible fjords many many millions of years ago um, so then we went to Berda and we met a friend of a friend there which was lovely who took us around the town and that was really interesting as well but what some of the other passengers did and I must admit I would love to have done it was they went and saw this incredible um, if you like natural um, what do they call it wonder where you have this um, this whirlpool vortex where they get 400 million cubic metres of water uh, usually six times a day over a 24-hour period at rates of up to 37 knots and it's it's unique it's the only type of the world where two different fjords of water meet in this vortex and then there's this great whirlpool and then you can go in by the what they call rib boats like a I guess like a big rubber ducky type situation and once they then part again they go whoosh and they whiz you through the water and everyone that did it said it was the most incredible experience and fascinating to watch so that was something really interesting you you could do there as well then we continued pottering up the coast through lots of beautiful villages, as I said, and then we went up to Tromsø, and that was another lovely, lovely town as well that we went to there. We really enjoyed that. Um, and also, sorry, before that, we, we also went to Trondheim, should I say, before Birdo, we went to Trondheim. Beautiful cathedral there where you can go for a walk through the old part of the town, the Nidaros Cathedral, and this old wooden bridge that goes back to... It's pedestrians only. I can't think what century, probably about the 13th, I think, from memory. And then again, across that waterway, you've got all the restored warehouses with all their beautiful, bright colours. It's, it's just it's just so pretty, most of the towns. They're, they're pretty towns, you know, just really, really lovely. Um, we found Tromsø very interesting. Of course, we're really getting into snow territory here and having quite a lot of snowfalls um, all the way then, all the way through to Honingsvag. When we got to Honingsvag, however, we were delayed because of bad weather um, and unfortunately we couldn't get to the North Cape. That was where we really wanted to go as well, not just the Aurora Borealis, but the furthest most point you can go to on mainland Europe. We've been to the one in, you know, down south, down the Antarctic, but we couldn't do the one to the north. In the Arctic, yeah. But the roads were closed. They had snow drifts up to three metres. We had, um, they had to delay our sailing because we had five metre swell, mm. 50 kilometre hour winds. And then we were given storm certificates for being brave. <laughs> <laughs> And well then we done. ended up going on to Chirkness, of course, which was our final port of, of call there. And that in itself is a most interesting and wonderful little town also. 
were the Sami. That's one of the sort of one of yes, Sami and of course the Huskies and the yes. Snow Hotel is there. And um, mm. the other interesting thing I mentioned to you, Jane, off air. I didn't know that Norway was so involved, of course, in the Second World War, and that it was the most air raided. Most air raids were committed upon. Um, poor old Chiaknes, and the whole town was virtually obliterated. They had a 318 air raids. Mm, that is a lot. And yeah. it's only 40 k's from the Russian border as well, so you're really way up north. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas. Time to see what's in the hot deals department of the current travel marketplace. Absolutely, Jane. Well, this one includes a luxury train journey at South African Splendour. 14 days visiting Victoria Falls, Johannesburg, Pillensburg National Park, which is a malaria-free, very safe national National Park where they virtually guarantee you to see the Big Five and of course your luxury train on Rovos Rail uh, down to Cape Town from Johannesburg and that you get a day stop at the Kimberley area on the way at Kimberley on the way through then you finish up at a beautiful hotel for three nights in Cape Town before you come home lovely itinerary there's departures it's an independent itinerary so it's not a set group departure and that operates right throughout next year from January through to December and that starts from under $8,000 per person so so that's something to consider if you're really thinking about South Africa. One of our staff has just come back from East Africa, just digressing for a moment. And I loved East Africa, as you know, when I did Tanzania, Kenya. She mainly did Kenya in the national parks there. And she's come and said, I can't go to a zoo ever again. Oh, but yes. I think what it, she did at a wonderful time of the year because all of the um, animals had just had bubs. So she saw all the prides of lions with the baby cubs, the baby giraffes, you know, and it, that was a beautiful – to keep that in mind, anyone, if you're thinking of that's if you want to see animals in their proliferation with the babies because they really will hang around more when they've got the bubs, not mm. just be off wandering. September, October, a good time then. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. And also South African Airways at the moment has a sale that finishes the end of November with airfares going via Johannesburg into Livingston, if you're interested in doing that Vic Falls and Botswana area, or also – up to Nairobi. They're really great fares and they start from under $1,600 return, let you have a stopover in Perth in one direction and Johannesburg on the way back. So if you're thinking of Africa, I said there's some great deals to be had at the moment. Um, We love these little holidays to Switzerland, Jane, by rail. There's another one come out at the moment. It's 11 days, 10 nights from Lucerne to Zurich. Again, these are independent rail packages just put together so you're travelling on your own, but you've been given a lovely best of Switzerland eight-day first-class rail pass and you're getting all your accommodation in first class rooms with private facilities and breakfast, excursions to the Jungfrau Jock, Matterhorn etc reserve seats on the Benina Express, the Glacier Express and the Golden Pass line and also they have different optional excursions you can purchase with 25 to 50% off the regular prices. So this operates as I said regularly and it's 11 days and that starts from under $4,500 per person Um, There's also some great savings again to be had with some early bird deals for next year. Egypt, Jordan and Israel, you can save up to $4,400 per couple on a, a range of different itineraries doing ancient Cairo and Egypt, Amman, which would be fabulous to go and you know, go to Jordan and Petra, etc. And that's Amman, not Oman. We do get confused with those. Um, 16 days Israel and ancient Egypt, including a river cruise as well. So some great itineraries there to be had, subject to availability until sold out with those. Um, also, a lot of people doing these, you know, Jane, the 15 day river cruise from Amsterdam to Budapest or vice versa. It seems to be the the really popular one, but some people don't have that length of time. So you can now do some short, what they call short but sweet for people that only have a week aside where they just love to have a taste of river cruising. So you can do some shorter versions now. Amsterdam to Zurich, uh, Budapest to Nuremberg, 
or Bucharest to Budapest. So some really interesting little eight-day itineraries there, and they've got specials on that ending at 30 November where you can sail, save rather up to $3,385 per person as well. So there's some great deals with early birds at the moment. Also with cruising, there's a free drinks package with MSC Cruises on all cruises from January next year through to April 2021. So that's not bad and also they have some different upgrades available on certain grades of cabins so keep that in mind if you're thinking of cruising and also thinking of cruising those beautiful vessels Star Clippers have got some what they call Escape the Winter Blues for next winter. If you book by 31 January next year they've got early bird savings of these beautiful um, around the Indonesian archipelago etc. There's just some gorgeous islands that you can visit and you can save there up to 30% if you book by 31 January and they do have a range of other programs with solo travellers etc on sale as well to other destinations with great savings for next year on those wonderful yachts. Fantastic, Sally. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Sally Lucas, and we're talking travel. We'll be back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.